morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another wild, whimsical Wednesday for Torch Report 494, using AI for election interference. Friends, it is not a matter of if, it is a matter of how, and of course, what in the world can be done about it now. As the Global Cabal meets in San Francisco this week to discuss how they can use weaponized AI to rule the world, I want to bring our attention back to the fact that these efforts have long been underway. Now, the technology to uh, use AI for election interference has long existed, and it's been deployed already in nearly 300 different election interventions all around the world since at least 2015. And I'm not going to rehash all the history there. For proof of that, you can refer to a few reports I put in today's report. Uh, Torch Report 229, Election Shenanigans Exposed, 232, The Great Manipulation, 235, Mysterious Election Intervention. So lots of research there. Getting back into the Mafindo and the fact that the Democrat Institute, the Republican Institutes are working together and the Center for Election Processes and all this crap. So I've spent because I've spent so much time digging into this disturbing trend, you can imagine my surprise when I saw this headline over at Drudge Report this morning that said, is Argentina the first AI election? Really? Is Argentina the first AI election? Now, immediately, the answer is no. Argentina is not the first AI election. And yet this little drip, drip, dripping into the public, uh, the mainstream of public consciousness, it's really quite telling to me. Now, <coughs> excuse me, friends, I'm still getting over the over the cold here. My throat's still a little bit raw, but can you recall, do you recall, if you've been with me, uh, do you recall how the powers that be have been aiming to control emerging public perceptions. They've been at this for a long time now. Uh, It was originally brought to light way back in Torch Report 168, Why Should You Care? Now, that was August of 2022. Why should you care about this threat of uh, the the globalists trying to control emerging public perceptions? I want to put in today's report, you know, I want to note here that this language about controlling emerging public perception comes directly from the World Health Organization. I put a little screenshot in the report today, friends. Hey, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com, thetorchreport.com to check out the spiffy annotated screenshot from the World Health Organization talking about the development of you know targeted risk communication on the basis of systematic social listening through digital platforms. They're looking for emerging public perceptions, concerns, and the spreading of misinformation. And I want to point out here that the WHO is actually collaborating with behavioral psychologists to propagandize the public into care-seeking behavior as part of their strategy, right? They want to get the public to have this care-seeking behavior so that people are looking to the government for help. And this is all part of their strategy for community engagement and interventions. So when you consider the fact that the average peasant really doesn't have a clue that this is happening, that one, that they have uh, systematic social listening, sentinel surveillance and all that, that they're looking for emerging public perceptions, or that there are behavioral psychologists who are, are crafting these interventions. You think about that, you think about how ill-equipped the average person is 
say, to defy the intentional mental manipulation being deployed by these behavioral psychologists, I think you can begin to grasp just how dark and depraved this strategy actually is. And before we pivot back to the politics here, I know it's coming from the WHO. You know, they keep in mind that these uh, behavioral interventions, they're being deployed at a global scale. They're using weaponized AI for the disgusting purpose of getting people to uptake a toxic experimental injection that has no long-term studies and millions upon millions of adverse reactions. It's just sick what they're using it for. And beyond that, you know, uh, coming back to the politics here, one might wonder how in the world systemic social listening for emerging perceptions, how does that reconcile with the the right to privacy? How does that reconcile with the Fourth Amendment, which reads, and I quote, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated? End quote. Now, friends, that passage from the Bill of Rights guarantees our right to privacy, at least it should, in theory, enshrine this right. And we have this right to be secure, in our personal lives, against unreasonable searches. They can't just have the government knowing every little thing, every note that we ever wrote down, what we do in our bedrooms, or what have you. But, of course, that was then, and this is now. Now we have systematic social listening using weaponized AI that is surveilling every email, every social media post, our reading habits, our purchases that we make, and all of that and more. And they do all of this without a warrant, without probable cause, mind you. And what they're looking for, they're looking to identify your emerging perceptions about the political chicanery of the day. This information that they're collecting on you is then fed into the algorithms that deliver the customized behavioral interventions designed by psychologists to change the way you think and act. (coughs) Excuse me there, friends. (coughs) At any rate, just to really drive the degree of this threat home, I want to drill down the language a little bit. What are these so-called emerging perceptions? Anyway, I think that that's not a common talking point. There aren't a lot of people sitting in the coffee shop in town talking about emerging perceptions. So when the globalists say they're trying to monitor and control emerging perceptions, what do they mean? We must consider the definition of the words. We look to the dictionary and we find that emerging, uh, that's a, an adjective. It means to come into, it's coming into existence. It's, it's being born. It's just the beginning. It's yet to be, but it's coming, okay? And then de- the de- definition of perception is, well, it's becoming aware of something via the senses. It's, it's the basic component in the way that we form Uh, our concepts, our thinking, and our belief. And so something that is emerging, that's just coming into existence, it's yet to be, uh, when we think about our perceptions that way, in other words, what, what, you know, what they're saying here is that when the WHO says that they're using weaponized AI to control emerging perceptions, what they're admitting to is controlling our thoughts before they are fully formed. That's what I'm trying to say here. And if we look at the definitions, that's exactly what it means. And of course, every time I point this out, that they're trying to control our thoughts before they're fully formed, I have to ask, Zoiks, you know, is everyone okay with this but me? Why is nobody talking about this? This is so much more important than two-party bickering. We have the unelected global cabal, the ruling class elites, trying to control what we think before we even think it, and they're using weaponized AI to do so. Hello? Now, 
Please keep in mind, friends, that this is how they are immunizing humanity against misinformation. And though the WHO, the WHO, the World Health Organization, feigns an overtow, overtone of uh, pl- public health and safety, ultimately this insidious sort of mind control is actually very firmly rooted in political interventions that are meant to keep our elections safe and secure. Friends, that's just a fact. Now... The question, is Argentina the first AI election? Again, the answer is absolutely not. Not only is it not the first AI election, it is not an isolated occurrence, nor is it an anomaly. Friends, the article um, from Drudge Report today, in my opinion, it's nothing more than a head fake. It indicates that AI, well, they might use AI to make some fancy new propaganda. But as we've just seen... They're already using AI for much more than that. They're using AI for controlling emerging public perceptions. They're using AI to control what people think before they even think it. And that's to say nothing of all of the deep fakes and the other forms of algorithm social interventions we're not going to get into today, friends. The point is this. Artificial intelligence is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Okay? We cannot put this genie back in the bottle. And the political ramifications of artificial intelligence and its effect on our elections, it's simply astounding. It's very deeply disturbing. And with that stage set, then I'd like to get back to the World Economic Forum's uh, their little gathering over there in San Francisco this week, the AI Governance Summit. Now, you're going to hear... Newsom cleaned up the streets for Xi Jinping, and it's it's the uh, Asia Pacific Economic, uh, you know, council or whatever, getting the APEC coming together. But really, what's going on that nobody's talking about is this AI governance summit. It's the global elites talking about how to use AI to rule the world. So yesterday, we learned that the globalists are using AI to build trust in the news, and they're using AI to build trust in the government, and they're using AI to build trust in artificial intelligence itself. And if you think about behavioral psychologists building trust with the the average unequipped peasant, I think you'll get why I think this is such a major problem. All of this trust, they say, is meant to advance human progress by shaping our existence via collective oversight for the purpose of societal and economic transformation, period, end quote. You know, just look at their language, you know. What they're admitting here is that, you know, they're using this tool to advance the uh, the commie socialist progressive agenda. But they admit that this is a seismic shift that is not merely advantageous, it is imperative. Thus, friends, in their own words, we can see that the global cabal is just giddy. Like I said yesterday, they're just giddy about using AI to assimilate the masses into the collective cult in order that we might advance collectively toward their unhinged and deranged socialist fantasies. The advent of AI is, in fact, a seismic shift in human dynamics. No doubt about it. It's akin to the advent of the Internet, but it's destined to surpass. It's going to eclipse the Internet totally. But... That said, you know, allowing these unelected ruling class elites to use this powerful technology to advance their own moral imperatives, that will inevitably have disastrous results for the whole of humanity. This this whole societal and economic transformation that they're so giddy about, friends, it's, it's nothing more than modern day slavery. If you just really want to get right down to it. 
You know, their ideas of societal transformation needs to be understood as, as forcefully imposing socialism on the whole of humanity. That's what it is, in a nutshell. And, and this is, of course, going to be achieved via the subconscious taming and the brainwashing. We've talked about that AI makes, makes this subconscious taming feasible at scale. Okay, And then their ideas of economic transformation is directly derived from this societal transformation, but it has a very tech dystopian twist in that this new global digital government, which is their words, not mine, it's going to be built upon a system of global digital currency and global digital IDs that effectively serve as a digital prison for the whole of humanity. Not that most people are going to mind, mind you. I mean, they're going to stare at the little shiny orb and get their eyeball scanned to get their free world coin and world ID and all that. Um, People aren't going to care so much because most people have already been enslaved in their minds. But, you know, for those of us who who value and cherish living and breathing as free human beings, it's like, holy smokes, this is not a good thing. And just to ground this conversation here today in in what's happening in the world today, I want to just throw a couple of headlines at you here. Uh, Consider how these headlines relate to the conversation, okay? We've got Nikki Haley... She's out there taking fire over the unconstitutional plan to force all social media users to be verified by name. No more anonymous, you know, trolling of government officials. Now they want to be able to know exactly who you are. That way they can track you down. Okay. another headline out there today, exposed meta. That would be Facebook. Uh, Meta's thirty six billion dollar plot to reengineer society and Mark Zuckerberg's dangerous future plans for tech Addiction. Fascinating. They're going to re-engineer society. Wow. It's probably going to cost more than $36 billion, but he's just chipping his share into the pot. Uh, elsewhere in the news, Google's DeepMind Weather AI, Weather AI can forecast extreme weather faster and, and better than ever before. And so when we look at these headlines, what do we see? You know, I'll tell you what I see. I see a leading Republican presidential candidate advocating for public enslavement in the global digital prison. I see a top-notch tech titan openly plotting to re-engineer society via, you know, seductive tech addiction. I see perhaps the most powerful tech firm on the planet using artificial intelligence to forecast extreme weather faster than ever before. Now, how long, friends... How long before the AI tells the government that the peasants are using too much energy and it's driving an increasing amount of extreme weather? How long? How long before tech addiction reprograms the human brain to the point that it can no longer distinguish virtual reality from actual reality? Hmm? How long before the whole of humanity is being digitally tracked and manipulated by AI algorithms that are designed to facilitate the sacrifice of freedom for the illusion of safety and for the greater good? How long? Just think about it. You know, what might this dystopian future look like? You know, you want to buy a burger and a beer, but you can't, right? Because your digital ID and your digital currency has already been used up. (coughs) You've already used your allotment of unsustainable diet credits, you know? You want to see your loved ones for the holidays, but you cannot 
because your digital ID and digital currency have already maxed out your sustainable travel credits for the year. Or you want to speak up. You want to say something about this creeping sort of authoritarian control over every aspect of your life, but you cannot because A, they'll censor you, B, they're going to penalize you, and C, they might even come arrest you and drag you off for re-education, okay? No, no, friends, it would be much better just to keep your head down, shuffle along, peasant, just do as you're told. Or more accurately, just do what the algorithms tell you to do, what the algorithms expect you to do, what the algorithms have trained you to do. And for most people, they're never even going to realize that they've been peacefully enslaved by machines. They're just living in fear of the repercussions of getting the stick and not the carrot. As, as you may recall, more stick, less carrot. That's the, uh, the motto of the global cabal these days after they were meeting over in Bilderberg here last summer. Now, in such a dystopian state, how in the hell are the peasants supposed to keep the rulers in check? In this dystopian state, with such a heavy degree of manipulation, how is the public supposed to have any say in what's going on? You know, what's going to happen to a uh, representative government? You know, this is why I believe that the elites gathered in San Francisco are working so hard and fast to keep a lid on AI. They say it's a national security threat, but they're trying to keep a lid on it via regulations and oversight so that the peasants cannot use this powerful technology against them. And... Uh, there was an article out today, I think, that really points to the possibilities of a peasant uprising, peasants using AI. It was over at uh, Gateway Pundit. It says, when citizens have better computing computer technology than their government, investigators find all kinds of voter issues. Over in Minnesota, they had over 172,000 voter issues. Citizens in Minnesota, because the Minnesota government hasn't quite implemented AI yet, Citizens in Minnesota using AI have blown the lid off electoral corruption. The number of voters who don't have valid addresses is astounding. If you look at it, look into that article, there are voters living in UPS offices, voters living in convenience stores, voters living in an 800-square-foot house with 15 other adults and so on for a total of 1, uh, 172,000 plus voter issues. And all of this... <laughs> this is just one election in one state, friends. Try to imagine the scale of fraud at the national level. Ooh. Really, just to wrap it up here today, friends, my, my voice is just about shot. Right now, there is no doubt that weaponized AI is being used to manipulate the outcome of our elections. No doubt at all. And this is largely achieved through censorship and algorithmic social interventions. It's personalized propaganda with a disturbingly modern twist. And soon, once all the regulatory pieces are in place, this trend of governments using weaponized AI to direct the outcome of elections will become irreversible. This seismic shift in power will relegate representative government to the dustbin of history. Tyranny will reign supreme, unfettered forever. That's what they're discussing in San Francisco, friends, and that's why no one appears to be talking about it. So please help me spread the word, and that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already, and of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with someone, share it with anyone, share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this wild, whimsical Wednesday. Stay wise, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.